This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our good buddies at Squarespace. Turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're looking to showcase your work or selling products of any kind. With beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything, you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. And if you do get stuck, Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support is there to help. Head to squarespace.com grace for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace, G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. <laughs> Yeah, now that you've already told me about how Pug's eyes fall out, yeah, um, the last thing I want to do is be blindfolded while in a room we were with you guys. Eating. Yeah, yeah while sorry. I was eating salad with a lot of salad dressing on it. I'm sorry. I was I eating. I just thought it was a crazy story. I was literally eating a plate of eyes and he ruined them. <laughs> he really ruined it. I know. Hi, welcome to this episode of Not Too Deep. We're Hello. Here. Uh, Jack Ferry's here, as Hi. always. Hi. And we have our, oh, Mitchell, it's been so long. Hello, hello. He came out of the floor just for us. Thank you. You've really, really <laughs> avoided this heat. Yeah. God yeah. Bless. Staying down there. You know, heat rises, so I don't. I've been staying in the floor <laughs> for months. Seriously, my skin hurts. The sun is burning it as we speak. Keeping cool. Keeping cool. Yeah. How many tattoos have you added since I last saw you? I'm looking at your arms right now, and I feel like... Grace, how many tattoos do you want me to say? Oh, wait. Let me try. Do you know in your I mind? Don't, I don't know how many I have. You don't know how many you have? No. Okay. I was going to see if I could guess and get close. Do you have a guess? Do I have a guess? Have yeah. you ever counted? I mean, you don't have a, that many. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, yeah, I, I mean, but I have a but lot I don't, of... You have a lot of like... A little things. You have a lot of little things that I can't tell if they're connected to other things. So are they considered individual tattoos versus... And that's where I'm at too with them. I, wow. I, look, at, I look at myself in the mirror every day. I go, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know how many tattoos we have, <laughs> whose face is that, and where'd that beard come from? Here's, here's, here's my question. Ask What's me. the tattoo you regret the most? Oh, yeah. Do you have Ooh. one? And the best way to start a podcast is by referencing visual things that people <laughs> yes, can't see yes, at that all. Is, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. So describe it in great detail. Um, I'm probably going to go with the one on my forearm that's just the portrait of you, Jack. Oh, um, the one that, as the yeah. Virgin Boo. Mary. Yeah, it's yeah. Jack as the Virgin Mary. I love that one. I yeah. look so beautiful. I just really regret the fact that it's facing me and not the world. Right. So that as I'm mm-hmm. walking, it just looks like you're upside down as a Virgin Mary. Yeah. Right. It really creeps people out. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to have the dress falling open. That well, That is weird. I wanted it to be realistic if you're that direction that's you true, know what though. i mean that no, that's, was a good that's how it works i just didn't know that you had to do it so anatomically correct yeah and i added all the makeup on your face just because i wanted you to be pretty yeah no i appreciate Speaking that Thank of you. makeup yes on faces yes sorry to take away from this beautiful conversation about a <laughs> tattoo that doesn't exist I'm, it's gonna uh, be laser away soon. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to our sponsor laser away um <laughs> Mitchell, okay, one, we're going to say up front, we are taking a quick hiatus. This is, we always bring Mitchell in to kind of close out our quote season of Not Too Deep. Yeah. We don't let him know that he's our closer. I had no idea that I'm your closer. You're our secret closer. (laughs) Yeah, so just know anytime you get invited to be on an episode, it's usually because we have to break the news that we're taking a quick hiatus to our audience. Oh, I'm streaming tears. Uh, But (laughs) we do have a live episode of Not Too Deep that will be going up with Zane and Heath that is very exciting and come back with a brand new elevator exciting show so just putting that out there now so no one is surprised and we have totally um, evicted ourselves of any negative criticism yeah it's kind of a non-hiatus hiatus in yeah. that we there won't be a regular episode next week there will be the live episode with Zane and Heath that we're sort of releasing as like a bonus episode um, it's a little chaotic but I little, think it's enjoyable yeah it's a little chaotic
chaotic, but I think it's still a fun listen. And then the following week, we'll be back with the brand new season Woo-hoo! of Not Too Deep. What season so, is it? Or what season are we on? Uh, we're on season Five, 16. Six? 16. 16. 16. Yeah. yeah that's our, almost as old as me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Our podcast is having its quinceanera. Oh. It's going to be really great. <laughs> yeah. um, but speaking of makeup, so Mitchell, you are going through... <laughs> what am I going through? Tell yeah, me all the things I'm going through. A new podcast that Mitchell and I are starting called What You Going Through? What You Going Through? <laughs> you okay? You okay? I'm feeling so good these days, actually. Okay, yeah, you posted a, a photo and you posted a new video. Um, by the time this comes out, people will have seen it and supported it. I yeah. love you. Did a full like rainbow eye makeup scenario yeah. happening. It felt very David Bowie that's, in a way. Uh, that's what it I wanted to do. I, I wanted Bowie. to have a, uh, a David Bowie photo shoot. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of relaunching Live, Love, a Live this this coming year, just this what's Which happening. is how, when did you first launch this? Like uh, what is the start date of this? Oh geez, like 10, 11 years ago? Really? Okay, it's yeah, it's wild. double digits. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 a child. It's a small person. It's a preteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I just, uh, I got done working with New Form for a while and mm-hmm. now I'm just like hanging out and I've learned all these new tricks of the trade and I want to take it back to YouTube and Oh uh, interesting like you mean like uh, tech tricks? Uh, I'm more like interviewee kind of styles like cool. I want to collab now I actually feel like I'm not as hermited as I used to be before I'm a little bit more of an open an open uh, opener open. Yeah. I'm an open well, opener you're, just you're a, can- a closer and an opener I'm a can opener yeah you're open to being open <laughs> yeah and I just I just feel like it's a it's a nice time to I feel like it's a good time right now to to just jump on and do some weird stuff on YouTube because I feel like every time I go on it's just the same fucking shit and it's I'm like I love watching people let their dogs walk them don't get me wrong I love it but I only do it so many times I can oh. only watch it so many times without realizing that I'm avoiding my own yeah like sadness about content creation by deflecting to videos that don't really you know help me in any way unless it's Jenna Marbles then you do whatever you want because I love uh, your channel so you just keep when doing she turned you. herself into that chair I was so mad that I didn't think to do something like that halfway through that video I switched it over to my television so I could make popcorn and enjoy it in its full essence <laughs> I swear to God this You're is like this is pure I need to fully immerse yeah, myself I'm, in I this I wasn't drunk wasn't high nothing <laughs> just having a good time and when I realized how seriously dedicated she was I was like oh this is going somewhere I know that's and like, I'm invested. I think that's why I love Jenna <laughs> because she and I've said this so many times. She's one of the few people on YouTube that has taken quote a viral success and like like silly putty stretched it out <laughs> over like a ten year career, which is impossible yeah. to do. And it's because she is fully dedicated to the stupidity, to the idiocracy, to whatever it is that she's presenting that might seem insignificant. She's so fully dedicated it's to it. It's just genuine fun looking too. She it's looks just, so happy while she's doing it. She oh. and Julian are just really responsible for their own <laughs> laughter and I admire that so much. I think it's fucking hilarious. Oh, it's great. And all these people try to like get cameramen and do these like crazy <laughs> vlogs and these weird like clickbaity things and like she's just like, I'm going to put 200 fake nails on one nail and see what happens. And I'm like, there's something so pure about this and so reminiscent of like the exact viral thing that made your first like making myself hot video 
popular. Pure is exactly the word I would use. Yeah. Anytime there's a new video, I'm always just like, there's not going to be a lot of good editing, but I'm going to laugh my ass off for 20 and minutes. And that's not what I'm there for. I'm not there for <laughs> yeah. the editing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm there for an adult woman. Oh, there was even a time where she talks about, she's like, I'm going to have Julian edited a little less blue so that I don't, uh, so I match the chair better. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's, the, that's such an insane reason to go about editing something just so that you can camouflage with the chair better. It's a 30-year-old woman. so that it looks better as a video. There's a 30-year-old woman and I'm like, if I woke up every morning with that as my like work goal, I think I'd be so much happier. Uh, She's not there to make friends. She's not there to please the general public. She's there to please herself. She's there to win the internet. She's here in this room right now. She's painted somewhere. I'm sitting on her right now. (laughs) I don't even know. But no, you're having like a, a new Mitchell renaissance, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, just kind of... A renaissance, if you will. Yeah, I just, I feel like it's been a minute and um, I was going around doing like the basic normal job searching kind of stuff and I just realized I kept finding myself turning back to the internet and wanting to take it, take control again like Mm -hmm. I used to back when I was a a young whippy snappy. But that is, that's like the main point of it is like taking control of like your own content. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times... And we talk about this a lot. I'm I'm definitely in a burnout phase of YouTube stuff where I'm like trying to figure out what makes me happy versus what makes I feel like everybody's kind of doing that right now. Yeah, I do too. A lot of conversations that I've had with friends and fellow content creators, we're all just sort of uh, politely avoiding the facts when we talk to each other about like, God, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, we're. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I'll be the guy. We're all just looking at each other without saying it, but with our eyes, we're going, "What the fuck's going on online? What the (laughs) fuck is going on online?" Remember when this used to just be constantly fun? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Where did everybody go? Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to have a little bit more fun with it, have uh, just a little bit of new nostalgia. Just, uh, I think you're best when you're silly. I mean, and I'm silly uh, almost all the time. Yeah, so I think it's worth giving yourself <laughs> permission in your videos to be silly. Yeah, and I feel like also I never got to be an adult in my videos. I was always kind of right. characterized as a 16-year-old yeah. kind of thing. I really, I'm I'm ready to be a, an adult person and have like fun story times and tell you about like this the first time that I ever did like, you know, weed or something or yeah. the, the first time I ever smoked pot. You the know, first just, time you ever like did the weeds? Yeah, yeah. did the weeds. Well that's I just think fun more stuff. Well that's also more relatable because if you try to keep putting yourself in the mindset of a 16 year old it's gonna feel so false yeah no i can't i can't at all yeah i mean the idea of like moving to a new place having your cat megabyte which a lot of people are asking how megabyte is doing she's doing great she's actually how old is she now she's uh she's almost six she's gonna be six she's a grown woman i know she is a grown woman i always i actually lately have been being like you're a grown-up turtle now like you're just a big old (laughs) and i know you're thinking at home why do i call my cat a turtle i don't know i have no idea you're allowed to it's stuck and i'm just like you're just a little old turtle now lady you're a (laughs) turtle lady and uh, she's doing great she's been doing a lot of cat yoga and uh recently she's discovered that i've i've discovered that with her age now catnip is something that affects her and it is. It's her weed. It, but see, it it never used to mess with her when she was younger. Yeah, they have to kind of grow into it. It was weird. It's but weird. Wait, does it, but this is the year. This it, is the year I bought she one. Likes it now. Does it calm her or does she like. Oh, no, it does the opposite. The, I'm, she gets stoned. I'm like, you know, Rec Room for a Dream, that scene where the yeah. eye goes big. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's like both of her eyes do that. All of her claws come out for no reason. She's not clawing on anything. 
do you see this huge scratch? I'm pointing at something again you can't see. Yeah. That was when I handed her catnip for the first time. Oh, wow. so you're raising an addict now. Yeah, she's a full-on addict. Good That's job. Honestly, I'm just trying to bring it to everybody's attention that if you see her just please don't supply it please don't like give her any she's gonna she's probably so gonna, she's out there like on the freeway with like a like a sign, like a sign. and stuff yeah. she's just gonna use it for catnip she, well she's she's Despite gonna what it says. she's gonna say it's for like kibble but it's not it's I for see. nip it's I for see. the nip wow she's got a nip so she's not nip. she's not a veteran then <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love being on this podcast so welcome. much yeah welcome to our last episode of the season <laughs> where our brains are broken they really are oh. fine uh, what have you? Uh, I always love to hear what, uh, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Agreed. Uh, uh, pregnant pause. Uh, no, I always like to hear, and we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, what you're like watching, what you're absorbing, like what has titillated your creative fancy lately? Ooh, okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be that person, but yeah. you just had him leave. Uh, oh, yeah, we had Bo Burnham. Minutes ago. Yeah, yeah Mitchell, Mitchell observed our Bo Burnham episode. Yeah, I heard that he was going to be and You can hear before. in the background of that episode, if you go back and listen to it, there's a little, there's, there's a, some squeaks from Mitchell I, giggling in the background a few times. So fucking funny. Well, he's just also like good. Like he's just yeah, good at what he does. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but. He's so talented. It drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all so got good very, at everything. We got very mad when he left because he was just like, the, he's the person we all wish we were. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I mean that, and I'd say like a lot of just like, classic stuff i've been watching a lot of old movies i mean like i mean that would be exactly what i do the popcorn kid but i just mm -hmm. i'm still just like digesting i was telling you about this where i'm recent i'm just going back and like watching like the burbs again and like old tom hanks and just like tr really dissecting this like what made these movies so what's your what's your are some of your conclusions like what do you think makes some like tom hanks is universally loved yeah what what do you think that it why do you think that is i just i feel like these early family movies i mean and it's one of the reasons why i liked doing popcorn so much and i still do is is it's just like these early family movies they did they they were such a good way of like showcasing things for the first time <laughs> like someone oh, someone like talking to the camera oh we can get away with it because it's you don't know oh, what to expect breaking rules yeah like it it wasn't a quote action film or a quote like western it's like hey it's harry and the hendersons we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and i think that's just one of the things i i really like about going back and watching this stuff i I hate to say it, but I watch things now and I'm like, I call it before it happens on screen. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you I, like being surprised by something yeah. that you couldn't possibly predict was going to happen. And it's just like, I keep finding myself where it's like, the older it is, the the more surprising. I'm like, wait, what? They did that? That's then? fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's like, but it, that's why I'm also coming back to like eighth grade or like, I just recently saw uh, Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Like a lot of these movies that have like alternate kind of, they're like a little slice of life uh, mm -hmm. that you would never normally see. But it also feels like you're attracted to a much more artistic representation of like seemingly like the, uh, I don't know what the word is, like the human condition represented in like a very artistic way. Yeah, I, re I really like seeing just someone like kind of living their life a little bit. I really like, I like seeing that moment of like Atlanta's a great show yeah. uh, like, that I love watching. And for that ex example, is just like this tiny little slice of life this, that, you know, I would never get to see or experience, but I it's just done so well. Yeah. And also, you know, Childish Gambino, my boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You love him. Yeah. Have oh, you ever? Oh, so you meant Donald Glover. 
Uh, Childish Gambino. <laughs> yes. I love how you won't say his name. Um, Why won't you? I, no, I will. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a superhero. You won't say Clark Kent. No, I'll say, say, I, I'll say it. Let Childish me... Gambino. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever met him? No, but I'd love to. And I wouldn't. What even, would you do? I, I don't think. I think you explode. would ex- no, literally see, implode. I think. See, and uh, I, I think a lot of people think I would freak out. But realistically, I would really just love to pick his brain. I'd really just love to be like, like I would. I would love to just be like, tell me all the things that you wanted to do that you wanted to do back in the day when you were on like just YouTube, and tell me like how your how it's how your mind has evolved since then. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because that dude is just, every time he puts out something different, I'm like, oh, you're a whole different persona. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And you're also just like the best at it all of a sudden. That's yeah. crazy. He's another Bo Burnham. <laughs> God damn it. He's uh, too talented. Oh, yeah. Welcome to our frustration episode. <laughs> <with> our, <laughs> these our are, these are the rants. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're ranting on ourselves no, our inability I, to affect people the way I, these beautiful people no, affect people. I love, <laughs> see, but I love be, those kind of people. I love oh, the fact that they're just wandering around around just randomly touching lives and they don't even give a shit that they're doing it but they do they do but they that's act a, like they don't right but that's the question i like to get at <laughs> what makes you feel weird what makes you feel insecure what makes you concerned what makes you nervous what makes you feel all the feelings that we're ashamed to have yeah okay. i mean that's the thing we don't talk we didn't talk about it at all with Bo because like we're just like like well, also, lauding also him. was here who is yeah. amazing in the film yeah. and mm-hmm. also like I wise out. beyond her years I geeked out too I didn't know she was going to be here yeah, and that was like pretty, that was a agreed cool to like record with us last minute and I was like oh my god I'm now the tables have turned I'm talking to a 32 year old girl and I'm 16 yeah. and I feel <laughs> uncomfortable because I like her talent oh, so much she was much. so quick too she was so quick her too and Bo quick. was like brother and sister it's yeah, fucking creepy yeah great rapport so good you know, the, the reason I brought it up though is because I think it's even though he is extremely impressive and he is extremely impressive, um, you know, the reason he made this movie, which we didn't get to talk about too much on the, on the show, was the reason he made the movie is because he had to quit stand-up. Mm-hmm. And the reason he had to quit stand-up is because he was having too many panic attacks on stage. That's interesting. And he realized... I didn't read that anywhere. Is that true? He talks about on on Mark Maron's WTF podcast. Oh, okay. and, um, check, he, check. Oh, and it's he, been But he quit YouTube to do stand-up. Correct. And he quit stand-up. He doesn't stand-up anymore. He hasn't done it since because he was having too many panic attacks on stage Interesting. and so because of that he's like i gotta figure out something else to do right now because i'm going crazy and but he's done specials he, he's apparently he doesn't do he doesn't drop in anywhere he doesn't do, do live stand-up anymore gotcha. is what he said at least on Marin's podcast now he may get back to that but like apparently he's just been like trying to get his anxiety under control and it was in his sort of exploration of anxiety mm-hmm. that he realized you know, he basically came to this movie as like a metaphor for how do I cope with anxiety? He's like, I have, I, I, he saw, you know, eighth grade awkward girls as sort of kindred spirits. And so he was sort of trying to channel that, which I think is fucking beautiful. The fact that he took this thing that would be debilitating to a lot of people that, and then, and then, and then say, okay, this sucks. I can't do this thing that I love doing and then turning it into another different kind of awesome art. Mm -hmm. That is truly astounding. I also think because I'm also a person who deals with anxiety. I think anxiety has become a very trendy thing to say that you have, especially on YouTube. 
uh, I it's definitely remember, it's very common. Yeah, I remember sure. years ago when people like Zoello, I think was one of the, she skyrocketed on YouTube because she had a very um, open video in which she talked about her having anxiety for the first time, and she was seen as this like beautiful creature that loves like makeup and like making herself pretty, and yeah. opened up in this very raw way about it, and then the numbers like went like crazy because turns out everyone experiences these feelings and she was quote brave enough to say it online. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I've, I have a push pull like relationship with um, how you present your own personal experience with anxiety online, especially because people see numbers that happen when someone presents like a yeah. problem or yep. presents their own quote anxieties. And so it feels a little inauthentic. And the reason I like the movie so much is that it, Instead of him just like penning a, a you know a essay on his own personal anxiety, he channeled it into something that felt very real, yeah. felt very like true to what those feelings are, rather than being like, "Here's my YouTube video that just says I deal with anxiety, clickbait, whatever, not clickbait." And I, I think anxiety is very real, but I agree that I think a lot of people are sort of using. <laughs> it right now to be like oh this is something that a lot of people can relate to so i'm going to make a video about it and it's not necessarily always coming from the most authentic of places lately so i understand that but i don't i don't know that it's like people are like oh i'm going to be i'm going to be anxious now because that's like the hot thing to talk about yeah I mean, uh, just to kind of bounce off of it, super bounce. I mean, this is a very You're in a thing. bounce house. Go I for am it. in a bounce house. But <laughs> uh, one of the reasons why I even started, like I made the video that I made is because of a conversation I had with you a few weeks ago where you were discussing uh, how it's good to feel nervous every once in mm -hmm. a while. So like that's like a that's a, a thing that I'm definitely dealing with a little bit right now. But like I know living you, in that living in the feeling nervous. In, in that nervousness, but yeah. it's like a good nervousness. It's, it's like excitement more yeah. than nervousness. And I think identifying and I think I've talked about, about this before like how it's physiologically the same. Well, yeah, once you uh Anxiety if, and excitement are Yeah, that's what I was same. trying to get at. Feeling, is like, yeah. I feel yeah. the same way, but I know it's like, well, with one, I have a smile and the other, I'm just like, shit. One of them, <laughs> yeah. one of them in your brain is assume, is presumably negative and one is yeah. presumably positive. So if you reframe your brain to think like, oh, this is a good feeling. Yeah. I we, care about this we thing. We talked about that. I think it was with ASAP Science. I think yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, them. that's who I got the reframing from. Yeah, which I, was, I think about that constantly. I think it's, it's a very simple, seemingly like, yeah. you know. Ever since you've said something to me about it where you were just like, don't be afraid to be in this like uncomfortable area. I, it's been like reeling with me, actually. Good. Uh, so it's like and that's that's one thing that I kept coming back on. What makes me feel uncomfortable? Well, it was when I would put it all on myself, when I yeah. would make the video and direct it and do everything myself. And all of a sudden there's no one else except for my name at the bottom. And it made me feel good, but in that that good nervous. And yeah. so I was just like, shit, maybe that's what I should be doing right now. Because that actually is, that's a feeling. That's something, yeah. you know? And uh, yeah, man, that's weird. So well, ASAP Science. Thanks, ASAP Science. Bring it here. Thank and then bring it there. Well, this also, like, I think what we want to do evolving, like, not too deep moving forward, even though this started out as a podcast that was specifically and only for questions that were not too deep. Right. <laughs> Uh, and we've talked about and let us know in, you know, any of the reviews on iTunes or wherever we want to do some kind of like palate cleanser, more deep episodes here and there throughout our like future seasons, sure. which I think as we grow older are things I'm 
obviously more interested in and I think the audience might be more interested in. So let us know, guys. Well, yeah, I mean, send us some topics. I mean, it's season 49. By now, you guys got to get a little deep. You Actually, know I mean? since we've been talking, we're now I can into only season talk 50. About, yeah. <laughs> and I can only talk about hot dogs replacing body parts for so long, <laughs> That's you guys. True. I, gotta I, I talk have a question for you uh, about I, spaghetti. <laughs> Do you shit your pants on it? I'm sorry. I fucked that all up. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to those. Don't worry. Uh, we're going to take a really quick break. And when we get back, uh, we're going to continue this heavy, deep conversation. Ooh, no, we have a lot of rant topics. I actually. just shit on a pile of spaghetti. <laughs> well, now it's here from Squarespace. Oh, God. <laughs> no, not too deep. With Grace Heidbeck. Hey, Grace. What is it, Jack? Guess what? Are we sponsored by Squarespace? Yep. Oh, what a lucky guess. Yeah, you saw that one coming a mile away. Uh-huh. See, Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project, so mm-hmm. you can turn your dream into a reality with Squarespace. Yeah, I mean, whether you're looking to start a new business, showcase your work, publish content, sell products, and more, Squarespace is the tool for you. And with beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything with a few clicks, you can easily make a beautiful website yourself, and I know this for a fact because I make websites with Squarespace. How many you got now? I think three total, although it's hard to keep track. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Squarespace has a powerful e-commerce functionality, so you can sell anything online, and they have analytics that help you grow your site in real time. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, and there's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. Mm -hmm. And also, buying domains is simple, and you'll get the help you need with their 24-7 award-winning customer support. And Squarespace empowers millions of people, one of them being Jack Ferry, from designers to lawyers, artists to gamers, even restaurants and gyms, turn great ideas into something real. So head on over to squarespace.com slash grace for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace, G-R-A-C-E, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash grace, offer code grace. Not, not too deep. For many of us, the day does not start until we get that morning energy boost. I'm talking about coffee. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I need coffee to wake up in the morning. Same. And there, there's a new way to enjoy your daily cup of joe, thanks to Cafe Monster. Oh, available in vanilla mocha and salted caramel, Cafe Monster is shaking up the ready-to-drink coffee category with indulgent gourmet coffee that's only 190 calories. Yeah, and not to mention that, but it comes with 150 milligrams of caffeine from coffee beans, mm-hmm. B vitamins, coffee fruit extract. Cafe Monster offers a simplified energy blend that contains a third less sugar than the leading national brand. And it's 100 fewer calories per bottle than the competition, but you'd never know that by tasting it. Yeah, instead you get all the same feel and flavor of your local coffee house. And you don't have to wait in line. My favorite my favorite thing about all that. <laughs> yeah, really. So you had this. You're, I did. You're a, you're a fan. It's delicious. It's addictive. Yeah, it is really tasty. It's, um, it tastes like candy, like liquid chocolate. Yeah. I have to be careful not to drink it too much because then I will be completely wired. Yeah, exactly. So Cafe Monster, chill it down, shake it up, and enjoy. And that's how I shat on spaghetti on a website called squarespace.com. Please. What? We need them. They're our friends. Oh, They're our buddies. So if you just or if you're just turning back, <laughs> you've clearly already made your Squarespace website <laughs> using offer code Grace. Yeah. Now 
tell me your favorite story about how I pooped on a pile of spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Well, so you got your bit out. Good job. <laughs> I do feel better. <laughs> That's like, you know how sometimes they say, like, you just got to, like, bomb to, like, you know, shake it out? Yeah. Sure. I did. I feel like I just did that. I'm proud of I you. Had, yeah, to do it with this voice, too. <laughs> what, if, what if this whole third fucking act, I talk like this? I, I will know. mute your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every um, question you ask me, I want to try to do it in a different voice. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, so we have a bunch of like kind of questions and or rant topics is what I asked for from our Perfect. Facebook and I Twitter audience. Oh boy. Okay. Um, someone's no upsides to being an introvert. Do you both consider yourselves introverts? Yes. More so than extroverts? What extrovert? the fuck did you call me? No, um, an introvert. Upsides to being an introvert. You're, I get a, you're definitely an introvert. Yeah, I get a lot of stuff done. Uh, sleeping can happen whenever you want. Uh, True. You, I don't live by the sun or your man-made time. Uh, or woman-made time, who knows? True. I wasn't around yeah, when it was made. Yeah, time is female. I don't know if you know uh, that. I think the upsides to being an introvert, there's just... I, I don't know what it's like to be an extrovert. So I cannot compare the two, but I would say my upside is that I do feel more of a sense of balance. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it makes it so that when I am like performing, I feel so in control. Yeah. Because I am like, zin I'm zin, I'm zinning out. Also, I get to use my own bathroom in my own house, like much more than public spaces. <laughs> oh my God. Better question. <laughs> Using your own restroom versus uh. everyone else's. I don't care if you tell me, hey, this is a toilet made of diamonds and you get to wipe with gold. I'm sorry. I want to go Ugh. home and I want to use my toilet. I don't even know why anyone would want to use that toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to wipe with gold. I don't want to sit on diamonds. What are you, Donald Trump? Okay, I was just trying to <laughs> talk about like a, a okay. Well, what's just, what's your ideal toilet, Grace? I just meant like my a, own, like at a my house, <laughs> like a mine, really squatty potty, <laughs> all the drapes drawn. Okay, so, so, squatty potties. Uh, I I keep add on bidet. Do we? Oh, see, I've never I've never bidetted up. I've I been, gotta, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get one. I've bidet and it, I've never felt cleaner. They're great. It was right. weird. I want to get one, but I want to answer the question. Uh, upside to being a um, introvert. Jack is also raising his hand right now yeah. to answer this question. I really yes. I'd say, I love uh, teacher, it. Teacher, teacher, calling me. Uh, <laughs> Jack Fairy. You're not afraid to be alone. Yeah. Which I think is an important thing because I think uh, that is a big fear that a lot of people have. I also think that people that there is a huge. Um, message to be presented that uh, being alone and loneliness are two different things. Agreed. And so a lot of people attribute being alone with feeling lonely. So Extroverts they have, feel that way. Yeah, think. they think it's like a negative thing to be yes. alone. Whereas like you can feel lonely, that's sadness, depression. Yeah, lonely is bad, off. but just because you're alone doesn't mean you're lonely. And I think that's one of the first things you sort of learn as an introvert is that you value your alone time. Plus and you so get to watch a lot more TV. <laughs> and just do things you want to do. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have, you don't wear pants. Yeah, you don't. You're not beholden to these societal rules. Yeah. <laughs> Shirt, shoes, no entry. Not here, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cooking wear... bacon naked. Yeah. <laughs> My house is no shirts, no shoes, all service. <laughs> <laughs> okay, someone wants to know, can you rant about passive aggressive emails? Uh, let's just, can we just simple it bad? 
just dial it back to just emails in general. <laughs> I've gotten so bad. Emails have become phone calls to me now. And it's so bad yeah. that I don't respond in real time because I look at my inbox and I just go, overwhelm, shut down laptop. Right? And I'll get back to them at some point in the future. When emails don't exist, right? That's when what I'm, I'm waiting for. When they've for the- all answered themselves <laughs> yeah. and I don't have to be I'm part waiting of it. for the time where uh, my computer talks to me like her mm-hmm. and she's like, do you want me to go through all these emails? And I'm like, yes, please, God. Please. They've been haunting me for fucking years. Assume my answers and respond on my behalf. Just sit, like that Bruce Almighty where he's like, yes to all. I'm like, fuck me, please. <laughs> okay, but do you find yourself being passive aggressive when someone, when you want a response from someone and they don't respond in the time frame that your brain has said is okay? No, I'm that person. I am always that person. But is there any flip side? Do you have any flip side to when you've wanted someone to respond about something and you feel vulnerable and so you get upset at them? No. Okay. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Anytime I don't get an email, I'm like, fucking good day. <laughs> That's so cool that I didn't get an email today. Uh, that you wasn't something lame. You should just have lame. a permanent outback, uh, like out of office response. I don't I know tr- why. I'm <laughs> not going to lie to you. For a little bit I did, and I, I, a couple people got really angry with me. Yeah, because okay. there are times when we can't reach you. Yeah, where it was like, where was getting like, your fucking auto reply back. I don't know Mitchell like, is okay right now. But yeah, uh, yeah no. Just I, let me know you're all right, I just buddy. really, oh my gosh, I hate them so much. It's just so so weird. Well, you and know about email debt forgiveness day. Yeah, I do, and I love what? that. What is this? this so like- this was a this was a fake holiday invented by the guys who do the uh, Reply All podcast. Yeah, okay. It's called email debt forgiveness day. So one day every year, I think it's like I can't remember the day. April thirtieth or something, March thirty first, something like that. So that right before April Fools. <laughs> yes, yeah. actually, and uh, it's. Basically, on that day, you put like in the in like the footer of the email what email debt forgiveness day is, and then you can basically respond to that email that like you never responded to like six years ago, and it not be weird. Oh, yeah. so it's like a weird purge in a way. Yeah, and it's like that's this is the day that you're allowed to oh, go back. I'm sitting and on then, this is and, your, and, you're and doing you, like Catholic confession, and you don't have to apologize for it. It's just like I'm this is a day that's set aside. <laughs> we all have them. Yeah, I mean, I've got oh, two. I've I, got literally an inbox of like 500 emails that I'm like one day one day I'll respond I'll feel to this. so confident that I'll <laughs> set my email inbox to unanswered instead of default and I'll be forced to go through all the top uh, emails oh boy Don't, how many is- unread emails do you have right now on your phone Just- well, actually I'm gonna look that up too oh god well mine is mine's kind of fucked because one two three Wow, mine's 5,039. I have 240. I have 123. <laughs> but mine is a lot. Mine's like muddled with like uh, YouTube. Porn. Like, yeah, lots porn. of Pornhub emails. <laughs> they want responses. <laughs> They're unwieldy. Like, um, oh, okay. This is an interesting question. What are some things that sound like compliments but are actually insults? Which kind of goes along with the passive aggressive. Yeah. Line of uh, I kn- like backhanded compliments. Yeah, I really, like, pet peeve I really like, like when someone goes, oh, you smell nice today. I'll be like, oh, so I didn't smell nice the last time you saw me? <laughs> you stinky little shit. <laughs> or when someone goes, oh, you're looking thin. I'll be like, oh, well, fuck you. Yeah. Okay, or someone well, says something like, that makes you look younger. <laughs> Are you saying I look old? <laughs> yeah. Or like when someone looks at me and they go, hey, old, you old shit. <laughs> I, yeah, I have a... A uh, push pull response with when I know that I present myself very introverted and very much like, you know, uncomfortable with human touch and whatever. But when someone's like, oh, yeah, Grace is actually coming out tonight. <laughs> 
like actually hanging out. And whenever it says actually, for some reason, that's a weird trigger word for me. Like she's yeah. actually doing this. And I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm, what? I'm trying my best. I, you know what? I know what mine is now too. It's what? when somebody runs into me and they're like, I used to watch your channel. And I'm like, oh, damn yeah, it. Yeah. I'm like, but I still, I'm not used to be a person. I still am that person. I didn't die. Yeah, no, they make it sound like they witnessed someone's passing and they're telling their grandson right. about it. Or that like you I used to be interested. your grandfather. He was yeah. a good guy. He's a baseball player. <laughs> no. Yeah, baseball used players to. are not good guys. Used to, yeah, <laughs> but he used to. I do want to say something though because you were talking about earlier when we were talking about like burnout because, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't really know what to do. We've been doing this for 11 years. I think let's not like fly over that fact real quick because when you think about all that the Beatles did Every single Beatles album came out over a span of seven years. Okay, I gotta stop you there because there's no way I can relate what I fuck around with on the internet to what the Beatles have produced. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that's the point though is that like you're saying I'm as good as the Beatles. All of the stuff that they put out was over a seven year span. You guys have been doing what you've been doing for like 11, 12 years. Like it's of course you're going to have like moments of like creative burnout because like when the Beatles went through creative burnout, they just broke up. That's true. You I know? think right now I'm in my my white album number nine, <laughs> right. number nine, number nine, number nine. I think I'm there right I, now. I would say you're definitely in your number white nine, album. Number nine, number nine, number nine. If you don't get this, what the fuck? Number it's, nine. I'm going to allow you to do this, but I'm not going to invite you back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There goes our Beatles sponsor. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's every art creation is different those are like collaborative creations right it's a group of people that all have to get along with each other youtube is a very independent study in a lot of ways so you you are your own biggest critic you live up as harsh as the youtube comments can be the things that you say about yourself in your head can be a lot harsher when you it comes to like making content yep and so you don't have like in a way sometimes i'm envious of the people that collaborate in groups like that that they have sounding boards they have people that have mutual responsibilities to create something that's not all on your shoulders like you were saying before mitchell that like when you're proud of something at the end of the day, when it's all you and you're the only, you know, name Just in the that, credits. Yeah, that one name. That's really great. But when you feel slightly little off about something in your video and it's only on you, yeah. and then that's a little like, oh. When it's also like being your my own editor, it's like, so I've sat and played with it for a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a, there's like, you know, 40 hours in this thing that I've seen. But and there's the- also a burden, though, I think, when you're with a group. Like, don't you think? I mean, don't you think that's why Smosh broke up? Was because it's just hard to create with other people. I for don't that know. Long. Because I think they broke up because they grew. Like they. But that's what I mean. I think like at a certain point you're like, but I, I want to so, do my own but thing. But Smosh as a you channel know? is still like the Smosh channel is still the a entity group of still people. Exists. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, no, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just I just think that it's. I, I think th- they. You know, it's we're inevitable. We're starting to remember that, here. Ian and Anthony hate each other, <laughs> and they broke up because of creative obviously differences. That's not true. Uh, completely. Like they can never be in the same room with each other. Factual. Hey, he DM'd me uh, yesterday. Miel was the Yoko Ono <laughs> of their group. Oh, no, no, I think I think it's a, a situation where it was like Smosh, uh, where it's like you're saying after so many years, you just need fresh eyes. It's not necessarily like it's, it's also like people have. It's if, bad to re. Sorry, it's 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 bad to it's it's not. You shouldn't keep the same group all the time. You should shake it up every once in a but while. But like that's what that's what I'm saying though. Like there's there feels like there's a pressure there though. Like I think like when I look at like the content like Rhett and Link put out, like see, every every time I every time I see one of their videos, I'm always like, man, these two guys just really enjoy each other's company. What happens though on the day when that isn't the case anymore? 
if it ever if it ever happens. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of pressure to be like, well, I, think I gotta because, like, I gotta, I gotta get along with this guy because he's he's my other guy. I <laughs> you think know what they've I mean? been through so. I mean, yeah, they have been through a lot. Obviously, they're they've been friends obviously for like a little bit older. Years. They have children. They have families. So yeah. they have things that they independently operate. They operate their YouTube channel together. They operate their families individually. Sure. So I feel like they get enough separation. And I'm sure they have had those moments where they're like, what if one of them wishes that they were a solo act? Like that is part of like the, you know, the communication that has to happen with respect, which I think is what happened with Smosh is that, you know, Anthony wanted to do solo stuff and they put that out there. And I think they both respectfully like understood that Ian didn't and they both have their own relationships. They both are growing their own enterprises yeah. and there's no hard feelings there. It's not like one's trying to destroy the other. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't implying that. I just think, though, that um, that must have been scary for oh, yeah. for Plus they're so them young. to but say, they like, like, we've only been doing things together. But also the scariest part is that they've they got such success. Like you, Mitchell. So quickly. At a teenage so age. Yeah, it's true. See, see, and that's okay. And Yeah, they were superstars. If we want to so play So they have no, like, your, your, uh, I, I was just experiential, trying, like, situation. Yeah, like, the mentality of, like, where my brain is at. I was just talking about this live a few days ago where I was going, like, yeah, I'm as old as all these, all these other YouTubers. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is, like, my channel's as old as them, but, like, me as a person, I'm just now there. I'm not I'm not even 30 yet. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. I haven't even kind of hit that age yet. I'm still pretty young and still kind of yeah, because you got like famous at like age seventeen. Yeah, I was a, a baby. You yeah. know what I mean? And so you had like, cops called you on you in a park at the first YouTube meetup. Yes. Yeah, talk about that because that's a good story. Uh, the, so this is pre VidCon. Yeah, so this is this is before VidCon. This is after seven eight nine. Um, we called it the Full House Gathering. So uh, seven eight nine was a meetup in Central Park, right? Yeah, and, th and that was the date seven eight nine. Right, and so that was like this very. Uh, it was uh, just a bunch of YouTubers who all messaged each other going. We want to meet. It's a casual thing. You guys all put it out there. Like we're all going to hang out in Central Park. Yeah. On July, July, July 8th, 2009. Right. Yeah. And then like people showed up. Yeah. That's the Tons day, of that, people that's the day that I met Rhett and Link. That's the day that I met oh, like, wow. I mean, Ray William Johnson, Ray William Johnson. I met like all kinds of people for the first time. That's, that's when I, that's the day that I say I became a YouTuber is when I, because a bunch of people pulled me aside and were like, Hey, this is a community and I don't think you know about it because, mm -hmm. and I didn't know about it because you had no faces to names or screen names or numbers or anything. When I was also, I was very hermited. I was, a, I was a lot like Olin Rogers yeah. in terms of like, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I'm, I'm like the weird art kid and mm -hmm. nobody's ever really been vibing on my video stuff. Yeah. People are watching it, but that's all online and that's all not real. And I'm kind of agoraphobic. So fuck that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just this kind of, I, I don't want to say it was like an inside joke, but I was just kind of just being like, whatever, this is just for me. And then I did that and it was so was real. Was that uh, well, you surprising no when you yes. saw all of the people because like, no waiting in line for you? Right? Yeah, well, I, I remember at 79, just like a crowd of people like chasing me and my, and my manager at the time, <laughs> Kevin, being like, you need to move. And I was like, well, why? <laughs> and I turned around and there was just this group of like this horde of people and I was just like... Whoa, that's that's the people that are watching my stuff. That's the real people. And, and there's no frame of reference for this happening to anyone else before. And they all knew me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like yeah, that sure. was so that was so weird is just being like 
you're Mitchell Davis. I know everything about you. And I'm like, fuck, who are you? It feels right. invasive in a way, almost. <laughs> like I said, there was no VidCon. There was no regulation. There was no rule. Right. I always say it's the Wild West. Like, I, mm-hmm. there was no book. I'm never, there's no guidelines. No blueprint. Of, yeah, of like what we're supposed to be doing. Like, me yeah. and you right now, we're just like every day, it's like, Cool, we're doing a podcast. Cool, I'm doing this. Yeah, every day yeah. you wake cool, up I'm and doing go, that. Yeah. I'm still hustling, yeah, I guess. Always a hustle. Yeah. I mean, just like Jay-Z's, I'm a businessman. You know, <laughs> it's not like, but that's the yeah. truth. And that's there's like a weird it's I I've been wired that way now. Yeah. I've been in it for so many yeah. years that it's like there's a re- like I I was saying like I don't think I'm built anymore to not entertain online. Because you're you were how old at 789? 16, 17? 17. Right. So your life experience up until then was the m- more like conventional, like high school, middle school experience. Yeah. And all of a sudden thrust into this spotlight that no one has any comparison to. Yeah, There's it was nothing, the first, right? Like there are child actors that get, you know, recognition. There are, you know, musicians that, you know, become popular at a young age there was like you said no formula for this no blueprint nothing no one to relate to other than Rhett and Link were probably in their late 20s when yeah. that was happening I mean they, they, waited, they, they waited, waited in my line to meet to Mitchell. meet me oh my god and then when I met them I freaked out and I was like I love Super Note and they were he was like you should be a captain of the next one and I was like wow. you gotta do another one and then I got to be but, but uh, so then what was the next meetup after 789 VidCon Oh, it was the first? Oh, well, 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 no, what was it the was, one in San Francisco? It's, 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 then I did. Then we did. Uh, so that's when I met up with all these people, and we did one in San Francisco. Uh, was this like Phil DeFranco do there too? No, like, it was me, Tessa Violet, yeah. and, uh, Dan Brown. It was just like a. It was an old group Pogo channel. Bat. Yeah, it was an old group channel that I used to had called Vlog Vetica, mm-hmm. and we just said we were going to meet at this pier. We were going to have some fun. I always said that I wanted to go to San Francisco, so we just thought it'd be fun. Yeah, and so. I we just kind of tweeted out a few times and said we were going to be there and I got there we got there and it was just like pandemonium. I mean there were police there and it was just like the video footage still lives online. Right? They were like you can't you got to go. Yeah and <laughs> it's funny because I see things like tatananakonanan and I'm just like yo I've been there it ain't gonna work. But I just like it's a it's an endeavor putting together a conference well and also i just see it where it's like they're doing it out of spite and i was just trying to do it out of fun out of joy and it's still just kind of the same chaos and i'm like oh this is so weird but yeah yeah, it was it was a definitely it was a it was a weird different time you know and i mean so what happened with that did you not end up meeting anybody did you move to another site like what did the police do they they asked us uh, they just kept saying they just kept asking who's mitchell davis who's mitchell davis oh gosh so uh, terrifying yeah so like kids are just like that guy <laughs> and it's just like me with a camera, like holding a flip camera. And your gauges and just, your yeah. infinity tattoos. Feeling yeah. full Logan Paul. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> yeah. like, ah, just the whole damn dance. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, that's me. And my manager's there and Kevin. And he's just like, you, everybody's got to let Mitchell go through or he's going to go to jail. And uh, a I'm- A very casual I, sentence. Yeah. And, I, and of course, me being even more casual, I'm saying, it's cool. It's for street cred. <laughs> and uh, I'm just like, why? In the video, I'm still like, why did I say that? But uh, then the cop comes in my face and he's just like, hey, man, I don't know like what you were trying to do, but they're like businesses running here that, and people can't leave wow. or get out. So we ended up just walking it down to uh, like right off the edge of this like pier thing and then um, just uh, just kind of made a queue up into the road. 
and uh, it was really, really weird. I had, yeah. a, I had a lot of fun with that meetup because uh, uh, I played with the queue quite a bit. Like, even though people were waiting, I kept uh, I kept insisting that I knew someone at the end of the line. So I kept cutting through the whole line being like, sorry, excuse me. Sorry, excuse me. And so because there were some people I was just having a lot of fun. Like one time I left for a little bit and then came back and was waiting in line and then tried to act <laughs> like I was someone cutting to meet me. And uh, yeah, we were just having a lot of fun. And then like random weird stuff started showing up. Like somebody came and started doing balloon animals and shit. And <laughs> wow. Like it was just like a weird thing. And, and then it's crazy. You no, know, it gets crazier. And then and then randomly I got a DM from Alex Party saying I live in San Francisco. Who is that? That's the my art like my the artist of artists <gasps> for me. Uh-huh. And he was just like, do you want to meet up? And I was like, I'm, I, as soon as I'm done with what I'm doing, sure. And I was so exhausted. I did a six, like a six hour meetup. Yeah. And then I tried to go hang out with like the guy who influenced all of my art. And I fell asleep in his car. Oh, I was just like, oh, I was just wow. so fucking tired. I was just like, God, <laughs> I just want to be your best friend. I've uh, underestimated <laughs> oh. how much energy I have to expand on oh, today. Oh man, that was, that was a day where I remember at the end of it, I got into the hotel lobby and my manager was sitting there and he was like, how you feel? And I genuinely was like, melancholy. Black and white, my man. Yeah, it I'm is, sure that you just felt been, drained. Yeah, I was like, it is gone from me. Like, hmm. I can't believe everything that has just happened today just happened today. You wow. can't process that in the moment and, at all. Yeah, no, and and especially when it was like, like I remember, I remember to the group of kids that were standing in front of me, they were like, "Were you just on the phone with Alex Pardee?" And I was like, "Yeah, he wants to <laughs> hang out." And they were like. Are you gonna go? And I was like, I got to. And I <laughs> comedically, I pretended to pass out and fell in a bush behind okay. me. But but I just remember just like just so committed, like just like I man, it was crazy. That was such an insane time. What a pure pure moment in time. Yeah. It was so weird. Well, on this melancholy note, we're gonna take another quick break. And when we get back, we have more inspirational no. questions, Here rant we go. subjects. Would you like to go ahead? Who's the sponsor? <laughs> Just pick one. Okay, here you go, and here's here. We're, now we're at the middle part where you're gonna go to the next. <laughs> okay, I'm vetoing ad. this. We'll be right back with more Mitchell Davis on Not Too Deep. <laughs> Don't poop on spaghetti. The Fab Fit Fun Fall Box is here. Listen up. FabFitFun is a seasonable subscription box delivered four times a year with full-size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, and wellness products for just $49.99 a box. These are full-size products, no sample sizes of anything, and the fall box includes two Glam Glow bubble sheet masks, a beauty blender, a simply whimsical set of two tea towels, a Skin & Co. Roma Blue in Capri shower gel, and more. And I will tell you, they sent me a box, and I was so stoked. One, I don't have to go out and buy the products myself. Two, I get to hear about new things that I wouldn't have found on my own. And three, they're all full-size products. It's insane. So sign up for FabFitFun today to get your fall box. FabFitFun fall box is in limited supply and these boxes always sell out. So use my code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, to get $10 off your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a well-lived life. Use promo code GRACE to get $10 off your first box. 
That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com, use code GRACE, and get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. Not, not too deep. Would you trade your comfort zone for a life of impact and adventure? Even if you're feeling scared, it's time to take the challenge. Imperfect Courage is a new book by entrepreneur and CEO of Noonday Collection, Jessica Honiger. It shares real-life inspiration and advice that will guide you to recognize your own worth, embrace vulnerability, connect with community and find the courage to achieve your biggest dreams and fullest potential. Brené Brown calls imperfect courage an invitation and a challenge to bravely show up for ourselves, for the people we love, and for the strangers that we will one day call family. If you've been wanting and waiting to do something new, this is your first step. Imperfect Courage by Jessica Honiger is out now. And we're rolling. Welcome back to another edition of Not Too Deep with Grace Helbig. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Right now we've here, we've got Mitchell Davis and Jack Ferry. How are you two doing today? Great. Thank you. Fun for Louie for introducing us right now. <laughs> really appreciate I it. I thought you sounded like you're from New Zealand with that accent. Oh, yeah. Natalie Tran's in the building. Yay. <laughs> no, she's Australian. Oh, God, I love her so much. <sighs> okay. Uh, well, we're talking about... What are we talking about? Well, your origin story in a lot of ways, which I don't think, I mean, how many episodes have you been on this podcast now? I think it's like 16, 17. 70. And I think maybe we've touched a little bit on like origin story stuff, but it's really interesting to hear like the full story, the full like. Yeah, um, I haven't dived into it in my own mind in a minute, actually. It's pretty strange. Have you talked about it online? Like, have you talked about it in depth (laughs) in videos at all? I I really thought you were going to say with your doctor. Um, Have you talked about it with like a clinical (laughs) uh, psychologist? I don't ever medicate. I'm just suggesting I'm not like. Um, You know, I, I talk about it live. Uh, when I go live, like live streaming and stuff, but I don't think I've ever really made a video. I mean, I never really thought I needed to make a video because I was in that the please subscribe documentary where I kind of get to talk about like my OCD and all this kind of weird stuff. But but I feel like that the people there's a brand new audience in YouTube, right? So that's true. YouTube has existed for over a decade, and so it's constantly ushering in you know a different uh, age group of people, mm-hmm. obviously. And so I forget about please subscribe all the time. Uh, Me too. Actually, and I yeah. don't know how many eyes have actually seen it. So I do feel like it's a valid story to like let people know that you're not just a brand new person coming to YouTube being like, hey, I have this aesthetic. Look at me. You're like, yeah. I kind of started this aesthetic. See, and I, I okay. You and I know that probably feels weird to I be like, am, take I validation so from that. weird saying that. Yeah. I feel so weird when sometimes people, I mean, like, I know, I know I didn't create this whole like jump cut thing, you know, or like tinting I'd, things blue. I would be fascinated to find, well, to me, you are the one that tinted it blue that I was like, how do I tint blue? <laughs> how? And you're still the person I text every like once a year going, <laughs> what camera and lens do I need you know, now, Mitchell? what's so funny is that when people ask me what camera and lens I use, I say, why don't you just ask Grace Helbig? She's I know. Got, she's I always new- got my new kit. <laughs> I need a new one now because all of mine are fucked. It's I- so funny though because I feel like we should just start going camera shopping together and just be like, we'll take two. <laughs> and I just want you to come set up my camera and then I'm going to super glue all the settings so that I don't touch it and it doesn't move at all whatsoever because constantly I'm like I cannot figure this out I mean even I remember when we were shooting our first like couple rants videos at your old apartment in New York you were like yeah yeah set it all up and I'm sitting there and I remember being so nervous because I was like uh, so the first video is out of focus. 
I did not take it out of manual focus. I really, <laughs> and I, it was my bad. I fucked it all up. But also I, at that point you I was so pre- <laughs> not precious about YouTube videos. I was like, I don't care. I know. And I remember freaking out at the fact that you didn't freak out. I was like, something's wrong with this person. And that's where I wish I could get back to that grace. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not joking, man. I remember being like, <laughs> I just rewatched this footage and it is bad. And I was like, that's, I don't give a fuck. And you were just like, let's shoot two more. And I was like, okay. I was like, I don't own any of this content. This is money going into my damn channel's pocket. So who cares? Literally, I remember you True. saying, you're like, we can use whatever sound effects you like. And I was like, what? And you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters because uh, I'm different on my damn channel. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I was just like, I don't own any. God, I was so pure. Oh. I, so pure. Oh, I owned a futon. You know what? That is such a pure, like your first, like kind it's of like big like purchase. A, yeah, it's such a trash human that like I clearly care more about making people laugh than my own domestic aesthetic. This is how I know that I have such a bad relationship with YouTube is that I keep painting walls in my house. Like I care about my interior decor, and so that's why I know that I don't care about. Well, I should care more about comedy. But oh fun. my gosh, wow! Oh, I know. So 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 long ago. Uh, so so long ago. Okay, Back when it was all black and white. <laughs> yeah. We had to had cut to, tape together. Yeah, to crank YouTube up. <laughs> Is there anyone Mitchell that you're watching? Do you watch a lot of YouTube still? Recently, it's just Gus Johnson videos and like really weird. Uh, Who's Gus Johnson? He's the Olympian. What? <laughs> no, that's I'm sorry. Mel just love. <laughs> no, that's the gay Olympian that. Uh, <laughs> What are Wait, you, I don't know what you, I, th- who is that we're talking about two different things I don't know Mel's enjoying it no it's Gus Wentworthy okay well I'm talking about Gus Johnson he's just I making gotta, some like, I gotta <laughs> grace check this for myself because I, I mean you just the call- only I mean the only other thing I've known that's named Gus is the mouse from Cinderella I'm pretty sure Gus he- Wentworthy Kenworth. Kenworthy. Kenworthy. Yeah, no, not okay. Gus Kenworthy. Gus who Johnson. Is equally a beautiful artist to watch. <laughs> um, so okay. Who's Gus Johnson? But Gus Johnson, he's like, he's really good. I'm, I, he's, he's really good at making like intelligent shit posts. That's the best way I can put it. Intelligent shit posts. posts. Yeah. Like posts I recently. videos? Uh, posts, uh, just, just like in videos, videos. Okay. But like. Uh, like J- Jack's films? Yes, a lot like Jack's films, but uh, almost almost to another level where it's like you think it's going to be a shit post and then it actually turns into like a moving thing and you're like, whoa, this is really good. Oh, wow, cool. He's cool. really he's really good at that, but he's also really good at making like micro videos, like 12 seconds. Like there was one where some you mean like double vines, kind of. Okay. But it, but it's just it's just like a person <laughs> like being like two. it's just like a person in a room being like Gus, I need a little bit of hot, and it's just like him breaking down a door with like a little hot hot sauce in his hand, and he's like like this little, and then it's See, over. I admire <laughs> the complete like disconnect. I wish that I was so much more confident in my content that way. But there's some but there's some stuff that he does that there I'm like there's so much work involved into this mm. stupidity. Like okay, have you guys seen that like um the bad animations channel where it's like a channel where they just everything looks like it's toy story one and it's just kind of scary and awkward no they made they made a this is america video where it's just like a very scary slow and it's like this is america oh no i haven't seen it well they recreated one of gus johnson's videos that went viral called every cat at 3 a.m okay where he just goes (gasps) oh Oh, yes. He goes, yes. he goes, honey, it's that time again. She goes, do you have to? And then it's just him 
going chaos throughout yeah. the house. They recreated it all scary, uh-huh. like kind of weird in this 3D I rendering. I saw this, yes. And then he recreated yes. their 3D rendering. I did see that. And I mean, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> round of applause. Yeah. Gus Johnson, you got my subscribies. You win. <laughs> I mean, my subscribies. It's just like, I mean, that's a great uh, underline, subscribies. <laughs> it's just weird stuff like that, though, that just wins me. Jack's Films is another thing that I just keep watching. Yeah, and his every stuff time. has gotten really funny. And Jack's Films has been there since day one and yeah. the, but the evolution of it oh, is yeah. just beautiful and also just like I love the Jack's films I feel like started out where it was like yesterday I asked you and now it's like yesterday I asked you all about something that you're dumb and now it's this and I'm just like <laughs> just like become the, from Staten Island the cadence <laughs> just everything about it it's just it's so good and it's evolved yeah, into something so beautiful it's really nice I mean he's one of those people that I really respect because he has been there since day one so he can commentate on like the evolution of you YouTube from a perspective that's like I've watched this. Yes, yeah. I mean like he has. I, oh my gosh, he has one where he's eating dinner with his family, and it's like all about continuity. Mm-hmm. And it's it was a video like before continuity was even a thing YouTubers thought of. Yeah, and it's just it's magic. It's just fucking pure magic. Ugh, he is. Uh, yeah, he created a format. I fucking hate him. I hate him. I know. That's why I know something's good when I'm so pissed when I hear the person's name. Ooh, I will <laughs> like to say I'd like to start a little beef uh, right now with Jack's films. Yeah, he we're th- not vegetarians on this podcast. Thinks that he has a big forehead he does not have a big forehead i have a big forehead Uh i'm just letting you know jack Uh you want to go on a forehead off i'm just saying scale it measure to measure this thing is much bigger i've I've got at least six i am for this beef (laughs) (laughs) i want him to come and defend himself on a non-visual platform (laughs) please (laughs) all you do is go ooh ah but never tell who won wow someone get a tape measure yeah. what's going on here <laughs> yeah no he's also I just love that Jack's films in real life sincerely like likes Dave Matthews and wears Birkenstocks <laughs> yeah. unapologetically yeah it's uh it's strange when you yeah, see he's him embracing re- that uh what he's every guy I went to high school he's with. normcore he's normcore yeah. I think he may have probably he's I think not, he, he like owns a hacky sack I think he invented it he invented <laughs> normcore yeah he uh he is everything he makes fun of in so many ways, which feels like, you know, the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> like, this is why he can do this. And like it, I respect it a lot. <laughs> you're so right, though. That is exactly what's going on. Well, that's a Jarrett and I and Jack has been on this podcast and I think he's Fantastic, and again, like a Jenna Marbles, fully admire the longevity of his career, which is impossible to do on YouTube. And... I mean, Jared and I did my music. You were on it, too. That was when I met him, and yeah. I was like, oh, real life you's weird, too, my man. Oh, that's why it's the best, that he would talk. He would come in and be like, I'm going to Dave Matthews next week. And Jared and I would just be like, oh, my God. This is perfect. This is so pure. And But he's also, like, he is self-aware enough to mm-hmm. understand, like, yeah. that this is ridiculous. So we, I don't think we've ever had him on. Not I think deep. we did. When we were at full screen, mm, I could have sworn that we've no, had him on. I don't think so. No, we should have him on. <laughs> uh, then Jack's Films, I deeply apologize. Please bring your Birkenstocks and I would <laughs> Dude, love... fuck that. Come on, popcorn. What's up? No, no, no. No, no, no. This is not a podcast where you get to promote your other podcast. <laughs> we just get to use you to end our season of our podcast. Yeah, don't you, don't you know how this works? Stop this. Stop it. Uh, oh, that's funny. Oh, here's someone that's interesting that, I mean... <laughs> Everybody else, you are not interesting. You just heard it here first. 
says that, yeah, uh, no, I'm talking, you know, this fits in with everything we're talking about. Uh, uh, Shane Dawson and his kind of evolution, I think, is fascinating and very cool and interesting. And I think he's kind of pivoting YouTube into this conspiracy theory (laughs) conspiracy theory but also this like new way of documenting and covering things that is I think a little bit more authentic than just straight like vlogs that feel heavily edited feel like things are being left out like I don't know. Are you talking about his Tanacon expose? Yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> his Jeffree Star thing started today, and this yeah. obviously this episode will come out way later than that. Uh, and his thing about Graveyard Girl and all of these sort of like, it is the era that we're all feeling like weirdly burnout, and our relationships with our personal channels are all kind of all over the place. And mm. he's exploring those. Like he is Barbara Waltersing a yeah. lot of people, and I find that interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I'm very, very interested to see it like pan out and see how it keeps going just because this first one was crazy good. I mean, everybody was talking about this, this like first, like you're saying, this big expose on TanaCon. Like, I think you could have gone a little harsher. I thought it was a little overcooked, to be totally honest. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it felt a little sanctimonious. (laughs) Well, he had to. His name was part of the convention. I get that. I, I understand having to, but I don't know that it needed, I don't know that we needed three 20 minute videos. It felt like it could have been condensed. And that's, and, but see, and that's something where I, and that's why I'm interested in seeing how it evolves and mm-hmm. seeing how, how honestly, how it was digested by the audiences and how it's I mean, recepted. the feedback was really well received, oh, yeah. people, especially from people in the space, which I think is the most profound yes. feedback mm-hmm. or people that are like, I'm glad you did this because as a blanketed statement of being a content creator, when someone fucks up in the community, essentially, we all look like we fuck up. Mm -hmm. Uh, So being able to showcase like it wasn't a blanketed statement on all of us. It was someone that created something out of spite. And that's never the way to create content. Yeah. That it's. I think it started from a pure place where he's like, I need to explain my relationship to this thing and explain like where we came from yeah, so people I, know. But, I, but, there, but, that, but then, the, yeah, but then there was an element of like, but I'm going to release it as a three parter and then part three is going to come out like on Dude, a Monday so smart. that like he's I can smart. really tease it over the weekend. He's like HBO. Yeah, like, they I understand don't, that. But they to don't me, drop to every me, episode of Game of Thrones in one like don't get thing? me wrong don't get me wrong it's it's well made but at the same time i also felt like you know you could have just made a video you didn't have to get all tmz about it and that's th- that's to that that's the part where i'm sort of like this feels a little overdone i'm yeah i'm just interested to see how it how it pans out if this becomes like a somewhat of a genre that he begins doing like if this becomes something of like i'm gonna now start doing these like you're saying like expose yeah. segments or things. Or these rehabilitating segments or people that are lost in whatever their content yeah, is. Yeah, I mean. I think as long as it comes from a positive perspective, though, because I think there's a lot of channels. I think it comes not right from no, now just, where it's just like people indulging he, in the drama of YouTube. Of course. And this is, I don't think that he's. I don't like. I don't think I, he's doing that either. I, I agree. I don't think he's doing that either. I agree with you. I think it's coming from a more genuine curious point of view rather than a positive or negative point of view. Yes. I think it's someone that obviously like you, Mitchell, his entire like teenage into like transitional phase, like the most formative years of his life, Mm -hmm. becoming an adult and figuring out a sexuality, et cetera, were documented and presented online for better or for worse, whatever criticism that he's endured over so many years that I think he is fascinated by the world that everyone else lives in this like ecosystem Mm -hmm. that is YouTube and him trying to figure out like what we're, we're finally out of phase now. Like you can watch, 
you know, child actors and actresses lash out, Britney Spears shave her head, and you mean like, I've seen this before in other child actors. We're at the first phase of YouTube where we're watching people burn out, we're watching people break down, we're watching yeah. we're watching couples break up, we're watching yeah. all these new things that I feel like now there's uh, the same way it's mapped over traditional Hollywood, this new like fascination with the psychological like damage or mm-hmm. whatever's happening for people that he's exploring. I think it's commendable. I think it's exhausting. If I were him, I would not want to be doing this myself. It seems so tiring. Y- yeah. And yeah, I- you're kind of like wallowing in the Wait. the dark parts of the, the mind. Y- y- you know, yeah. And that's something that like, uh, you know, I hope that like he's he's set up for if he yeah. realizes like that, that if you know everybody starts reaching out saying i want to make one That's it's like I mean. you're yeah. gonna you're gonna have to be that person that takes it you and know he's and he's not a professional psychologist so he's talking to people about like dark times that he's not clinically like trained you know, licensed to, process. to like yeah. see, and that's why i'm saying I, i'm really interested to see it just play out because oh, like, same i think i i could see this turning into like a whole genre that's you what, know I, mean. what I mean it feels like, like the freshest genre of the of taking something that's pre-existing, vlogging, documentation, et cetera, and merging it with a more like traditional I like, mean, documentary. It make, I mean, sort it of makes thing. so much sense. I mean, look at the most popular shit on Netflix. Every right. week, it's just like wild, wild something or the staircase or some bullshit like and that. And that took years to produce versus this takes yeah. two weeks. But the, but it's because these these also these cases last fifteen years where Tanacon mm-hmm. lasted I, it was like hours yeah. or something. Are so we gonna remember it even in a yeah, year? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's it's got like. It's interesting. It's interesting because it has its place. And yeah. I'm just I'm really fascinated to see how it evolves into what it will be, because you're right. Like, what if like five years from now, like that channel is just like the TMZ of YouTube? We don't know. Right. Is Yeesh, that, I hope but see, not. I don't see it as TMZ as much as I see it as more of. I doubt TMZ saw themselves as TMZ when they started either. But TMZ We're going to be bullshit. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, but TMZ yeah. feels a little exploitative. This feels more like a, like a general curiosity, like a Barbara Walters, like a... I'm you just know, saying, like, what was the first TMZ article, though? But that feels like... Uh, TMZ feels like all those gossip channels that are on YouTube that pre-exist with that guy that goes like... And he's got, like, shit on his desk and looks like an idiot the whole time. Yeah, I get, yeah no, you're right. Like, <laughs> that, I, that's TMZ. I don't that's think... Like, it, yeah, I don't think it'll ever turn into just, like, a full-blown real life comment section of people just spewing shit back at each other but like or spilling tea but the thing is gotta hate that expression but there is like (laughs) this vibe though where you know like you're like jack you were talking about there is this we do love sitting in this drama a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah i think that there's a little too much emphasis on it right now frankly especially because like a lot of people no one else is doing it yeah i I did i think a lot of people are going through a hard time and I think there's a lot of like conversations about the hard times people are going through, which do feel exploited. And I'm not saying Shane is one of those people because he's I don't think that he is. I just want to say I, I hope, though, that this trend doesn't continue because, frankly, I find it kind of gross. And I think people do need an opportunity to like reinvent themselves and like admit cop to mistakes and things like that. I mean, I know like. Uh, Logan Paul right now is going on his like um, apology tour, yeah. which I think but obviously see, I would be fascinated if Shane sat down with Logan Paul. I would watch that conversation big I, time. I probably would too, but I think we can all kind of agree that like 
no one is really beyond redemption, at least in the YouTube sphere, even mm-hmm. though he's done some like fucked up things. Like he can come back from it. I think he's doing it wrong and he's trying to come back to There's quickly. a false sense of sincerity. There's yeah, no actual it does, growth. It he's, does it does feel a little bit um but even with him, even so it's sort of like yeah, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, do we really need to kick the guy while he's down? Because he's definitely down. So it's just sort of like, whatever. But he's just... definitely down, but then he's betting a million dollars on his own boxing match. Yeah, that so I don't understand. Complete... Oh, my God. That yeah. I don't get. There's <laughs> a complete disillusion of sincerity that bothers me to my core about yeah, that's this person. Yeah, tr- that's true. <laughs> that's that true. you can say he's got PR training and he's saying all the things that he's been told to say. And then he his actions speak louder than words. Yeah, that's true. No, that's a very good point. But I would say, and he's obviously an outlier. I think the majority of the people that get talked about on these gossip channels and stuff like that, it's just sort of like, um, there are people just going through a tough moment right now. And yeah, we don't but see, that's need why to... I think that Shane is slightly different is that he isn't targeting someone like Logan. He's targeting people like Graveyard Girl who have this like yeah, core sure. goodness and this core just they're stuck and they don't have an outlet and they don't have someone they're isolated and they don't have someone that's been through what they've gone through sure. for better or for worse to be able to voice because it feels a little uh, uh, like you're a spoiled brat if you seemingly on paper have everything, but you're not happy. And so who can she possibly like talk to about that? And it feels like he's starting to try to provide this like safe environment to be able to express your human feelings without feeling judged. Yeah. I think, I think it's definitely opening this like kind of this conversation that I, again, unspoken all OG, OG YouTubers, just all just creators these days. We're looking at each other being like, it's fucking bad out here. You know, it's, it's, every time I meet, every time I see someone, you know, which is the once a year, like annual passing by high at VidCon or whatever, there's a new sadness behind everyone's eyes rather than this encouraged excitement that used to be at VidCon. And the, and the, and the cre- I found that a lot of the creators that are doing really well, there is a... There's a pressure. There's an anxious, like, uneasiness that I've never seen before where they're like, yep, doing great now. Got the views. Just gotta, gotta, keep, gotta, gotta, gotta keep them going. Gotta keep them going. Just gotta, yeah. gotta upward, onwards and upwards. Always going onwards and upwards. Yeah. Like, there's like a... There's no sense of like doing it for themselves. There's an insecurity there that I think because I think they see what's happening to everybody else. Yeah, and they stop the flavor of the moment right now. I hope that hope that lasts. And then they're not doing it for themselves anymore. They're doing it. They become a puppet to their audience, and there's no long satisfaction in that. There's no like actual fulfillment in that. And I I think a lot of the things that drew your audience to you in the first place is your authenticity. And the moment you lose that because you're trying to give them what you think that they want, Mm -hmm. um, they can kind of feel it. Well, and this, oh, yeah. I mean, and going back to the very beginning of what we talked about, you know, like there is no rule book for this. Right. So it's just like there are these young people who are just like, I don't know, like they don't know any better. They're just like, yeah. this is what I should do, I guess. I guess this is right. I've watched yeah. this person do it. So I'm just going to copy this exactly. without any knowing of consequences at all. And then, yeah, you don't know until you get there. Yeah. Or until all the comments start coming in and you're like, <laughs> shit, what did I do? And then you realize, oh, I don't have enough <laughs> emotional armor for this. Oh, my yeah, I mean, God. But I mean, like that, that, that was like a real thing that like, I mean, that's, that's not something people would think about now. Like they, but I do think, and that's why, you know, I'm more. I like this episode that we're talking about right now, even though it's different than what the original blueprint for Not Too Deep was, Mm -hmm. is because this is talking about something that we're obviously all really going through and have felt from the community that 
is only just starting to be talked about. Yeah. I mean, it's this weird, like, post-YouTube partum of just, like... Yeah. What am I... Because, like... Post-YouTube partum. Well, because, like, look... It is. No, no, no. I like it. But see, hear me out. It's just, like... Birth a channel. But see, here's what I'm saying, though. And it... But it's, like... But my brain, everything is hardwired and welded for the internet. Mm -hmm. To 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 make you laugh on stage. To make you... Even if that stage is digital or real, that's how my brain operates. And so when I when I go out and I think like, OK, I, yeah, I'm going to just go get a Joe Schmo, whatever. I, like I, I my, you're on. Yeah, I'm on and I don't I shouldn't be there. And yeah. it's just like it's like you're putting a puppet in a real action movie and it doesn't make any sense. And that's how yeah. I feel yeah. in life sometimes where I'm I just think like, a lot of creators feel that way that they because I remember hearing in the beginning that like not to cut you off, but that people are like, how similar are you to your online persona? And a lot of my friends, et cetera, you included, we are ourselves in real life. Like when we stop recording this episode, we still communicate like this. Yeah. But there is an essence that's elevated. Yeah. And then you start to lose like the acknowledgement of the evolate, like the like evolve like, or the whatever, putting yourself on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just that that energy of just like, you know, we, we all have that that spotlight moment, you mm-hmm. know, when, you know, I mean, you feel it when you're a you know, very young and it's your first time giving a speech in class. That's, that's the same feeling. Attention. Yeah. And it's that, but it's just like when you get older and especially with YouTube, YouTube has taught me how to hone it in Mm -hmm. really, really well to, to a a way where I'm doing it alone in my room. Yeah. And that's fucking bizarre because if I tried to explain that to anyone else in any generation before me, they'd be like, so you're getting laughs by yourself. Cool. Yeah. What does that mean? So you do. What's the significance of this? Yeah. It sounds to me like you do nothing, my man. (laughs) You know, and I mean, like even describing it to my grandmother the first time was so (laughs) difficult, you know, to be like, no, 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 I'm in there and I'm being loud, but I'm being loud because my audience is, you know, they want me to be loud. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And that was like a weird thing to get over. And like, that's something that is still like hardwired in my head. Yeah. Especially because. YouTube was obviously a hobby and obviously an outlet and then it became a job. Yeah. And then the balance of it being a hobby versus job or an outlet versus job, like confuses all of your hardwiring. Yeah. Especially when your boss is an asshole like Google. <laughs> no, your boss is your audience. Yeah, your boss is your audience. Your boss are the people that are leaving you negative comments. Oh gosh, that you have so to be true. like, oh my God, I'm not performing well enough for my boss. How am I going to get a raise? Mm. Like it's fun. Donate to my Patreon, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're taking a week off so we can all go process this. I mean, but I, I, you know, but I think it's good to have these and to start opening these conversations yeah. because I feel like even when I go to VidCons, the last few VidCons, I, like you're saying, you can see it on people's faces where it's like, there's a mutual understanding. Yeah. Where it's like, we both know where it's like feeling the hustle. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's, it's out here, isn't it? We're like, all worn down. Yeah. And it's like, even the people who are like shining, shining bright, it's like, as soon as the spotlight turns off of them, they just shut the fuck down. They're like, I'm so tired. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't believe I just yodeled for 20 minutes. Said yodel kid. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just this like, constant just like but then there's also a personal choice with every content creator of do you exploit the honesty that you have in these feelings do Ugh. I make a video where I talk about being burnt out in a very real honest raw way or do I preserve it and keep something for myself and allow myself behind closed doors to have these conversations with like friends and loved ones and not exp- 
and feel like I'm exploiting my real feelings. See, but this is where so I'm, where do you land on that? I don't know. That's where I'm at now. Where that's it's where a you're lot of that question. Yeah, yeah, that's where I feel like this is a brand new era where I I watch people's videos that feel raw and authentic that I feel are genuinely um, communicating feelings that are difficult to do and not for views or anything like that. So I gain a lot of, you know, encouragement watching those, but I don't want to, I've always been very preservationalist about my, uh, private life versus my yeah. like internet life. You've been very good at that. You're better than most. But it also comes to a point where like, is it more beneficial to be speaking honestly or is it beneficial oh my, to be private? You are talking about what I think about every yeah. day right now, which is, and I, I've been boiling it down to this, which is I've never been very opinionated online. Like I've Same, never- Same, I've been probably like yes, pretty even cute like, other I'm than like Trump, but like, yeah, just, just, and gun like I'll make, I'll make jokes here and there, but like most of the time it's it's just- talking about just just yeah. pop culture and stuff like that safe conversation where, yeah where yeah. it's like i i often wonder all the time where it, and i think about also with the thing jim carrey said recently in that his documentary a lot of people were asking about you and uh, your relationship with jim carrey yeah <laughs> yeah my dad's a great guy but uh <laughs> but it was this that concept of you know either you fall into your character mm -hmm. and that becomes your grave or you 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 step up into the person that you're gonna be and that's the person you present to everyone and they either like it or they don't but that's really you yeah and i think that that's something that YouTube makes you weirdly do. Yeah. <laughs> Where uh, from an early age, it made me realize like, okay, either you're going to be the weirdo Mitchell that you want to be, or you can be like a pretty nice, like, oh, I'm me and subscribe now. Like I, I could have. You're your own uh, gatekeeper yeah. of your own feelings to everyone. And when you had all the, like when YouTube gave you all of that mm -hmm. so early on, like I just, I made the decision and I don't know if I made the right one, but I made one very early on. Yeah. And, but uh, it doesn't mean you can't change it. No, and that's why I'm saying like this, this, this resurgence, this feeling, this like new conversation of, yeah, I feel burnout, I feel a little old, but I still am young and I still feel new. And by my age, it's supposedly I should have had eight jobs. Well, sure. it's like okay, well, how about two of them are just different YouTube channels? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, and, but that's all fair <laughs> and valid because that's your experience. And yeah, and the thing is, is I I'm fucking good at it. I like yeah. doing it. So it's just like. Uh, don't deny me this this passion that I yeah. have, and um, and that's like this weird new this new thing in front of me that I've never had to deal with. Where I'm just like, fuck, you still are something I love, even though you are different. You're to like the whole place is different. Yeah, I am still like the foundation. I know what's underneath here, and I like the the Core what it gives it. me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, but that's good. And that's why I'm really glad that you've been here today to like start these conversations because I think this is the new evolution of a lot of people's content, especially where I want to take not too deep, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's also going to be on the forefront with a lot of like content creators. I think this, I think this conversation without assuming speaks to a lot of what content creators feel and don't know how to articulate yeah. a lot of the times. Yeah. Because uh, even just having this candid conversation with you makes me feel a little bit lighter in that I'm like I, yeah how do you say this in a YouTube video but still keep it lighthearted and jump cutty and fun. Exactly without being like oh yeah let me down everybody and make it so that you never want to watch one of my videos again. But I think it's just <laughs> I think it's part of the course if you've been working any consistent job for 10 years straight you mm -hmm. are going to have a moment where you go what am I doing? Where mm -hmm. is my joy? I yeah. am lost in my own sauce at this point yeah. and I gotta re-figure this out and 
talk about it with other people that can relate to the feelings that I'm having and figure out like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not alone. We're all feeling this way. That's very thrilling. Yeah. And a lot less stressful. Especially when it's this like a weird uncharted area that Mm -hmm. there's, there's like still no blueprint for the burnout. I know that's what I'm saying. Like (laughs) there's still no book where it's like the burnout for dummies. Right. Like what's after YouTube. It's like, uh, people like the answer is I guess my I, Twitter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Do like, I open yeah. a bed and breakfast? <laughs> I don't know what to do with my life. Like, do I just start going around giving speeches on how to be a YouTuber, yeah, like Wolves of Wall Street go- shit or something? Like, I don't know. I think about it all the time, though. Because oh, me too. Because it's just like, it's like they. What are you built for? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I'm like YouTube. Internet. That's pretty much it. Yes. Internet. My mom was a Wi-Fi connection and my dad was a modem, I think. And I don't know what the fuck happened. And I still got spotty reception. I don't know. <laughs> All over the place. Well, maybe we'll figure it out. I'm very proud and excited for you on like a resurgence of a YouTube channel because I think it's easy for us to all get stuck in our own you know ways of doing things and a lot harder to just say fuck it I'm going to try something a little bit different for me not necessarily for the audience and the people that find joy in my joy will be attracted to it thank you yeah I hope, I hope it all goes smooth I'm just smoothly. trying to get you to move out of the fucking floor I know well <laughs> look until this heat wave goes away it's so cool down there that I can manage the cobwebs Thank you. Uh, Mitchell, where can people find this new resurgence if they have not been already informed of which? Uh, you can check out my YouTube channel, LiveLavaLive.tv, or you can go to my Patreon, which is Patreon.com slash Mitchell Davis, which is two M's, two L's, two S's, M-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-D-A-V-I-S-S. I always laugh yes. at how easy that is to say. <laughs> I know, right? I just know. say M. Mitchell Davis S. Yeah, I know. I, I, oh, see, yeah, that makes more, way more sense. <laughs> I like to complicate. So here's what it is. There's letters in the alphabet. You're going to go to letter number. F- <laughs> oh, boy. Go on. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this slightly more serious episode of Not Too Deep. And uh, we, like we said, have a live episode with Zane and Heath, which is the it's antith- wild. It's wild. the antithesis of everything you've heard here today yes i'll uh, say and then we'll take a uh, week off and we'll be back with no that new... is our that is our week off oh okay then we'll be right back then after we'll that back. then we'll be back you're gonna have a very chaotic palate cleanser basically yes, exactly and then uh, we're back with a brand new season yay. and i'm very excited for the changes we're not going to tease them yet because we just want you to experience them yeah, so we gotta figure them excited. out <laughs> we're very excited about them uh we'll see you guys <laughs> next time on another episode of not too deep thank you again mitchell thank you so much for having me grace <laughs> So when do we talk about spaghetti? (laughs) I took a shit on spaghetti once. I'm like, oh my God. Too deep, too deep, too deep, not too deep. deep. It's Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Produced and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer Melissa D. Mons. With writing by Diane Kang. Audio support by Chris Henry. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. (laughs) 